Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Morning Resound ladies, Um, happy Mother's Day. What a morning that we have had, well, I have had. I hope you've had a great morning too. Um, Hey guys, this message is for you too this morning, so don't turn off. It's not all about girly things. It's for both um, both of you to be able to really receive something, I pray, and that God will use it powerfully for you. So let's get into the word, hey? The title of my message this morning is, What Do You Value to Pass On? I'm so blessed. I have a wonderful, godly mother, a mother that has instilled great values in my life. Um, And she has been a woman that has shaped me in a lot of ways in the way that I have outworked my life and done what I do. From generation to generation, we pass things down. See, mum instill things that when I had children, I started to do very similar things with my kids. And I started to discipline them in the way that I had been disciplined. There were things that my mum did that were special that I started to do for my children. And there were areas in my life that I learned things that I was determined I wanted my children to learn them as well. Just before I go on, I want to give a shout out to my mum, Desma Hewitt. Happy Mother's Day, mum. I hope you had a great morning and we love you. And also to my mother-in-law, Denise Swift, thank you for being incredible in my life. I'm blessed. You know, we may not all have that experience of great mothers, but every mother that you've had has instilled something in your life that you will carry to this day. You will do things. You'll value the things that some of the, that she has done for you. So I want to ask a question this morning before we go on any further. What do you want to hand down to the next generation? What values do you want the next generation to know and understand? See, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're um, believing that he is real, that he stands with you, that you um, can lean on him, then we want to pass that down. As a little girl, I was watching my mum and she would care for people. She'd be making meals, she'd be phoning them, she'd be doing all of these things that I looked at and thought, wow, that's incredible. And it's funny because as I grew up as a young girl and into my teenage years, suddenly I was phoning people. I wanted to look after them. I wanted to care for them. I made meals for people. I still make meals for people because I value what my mother valued. But for me, there are three areas that I really want to pass down to the next generation that I pray that I've already passed on to my children and now on to my grandchildren. But see, the scripture in Proverbs 22, 6 from the Passion Translation says, dedicate your children to obey God and point them in the way they should go and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. 
will be with them for life. So a question that I'm asking, what values do you want your life to be handed down to the next generation? I want three. I've got lots of values I want them to have. I want them to have honesty, integrity, all of those. But the three values that I hold so dear that I never want to disappear from this generation to the next to the next is I want them to have faith, faith in a God that is real. I want them to know how to pray. I want them to value prayer. And I want them to value and have a hunger for the word of God like never before. See, when we value these three things and we hold them so dearly and so tight, we can't help but want to pass them on because of the understanding of how great these things are in our life. Often as children, you know, we would put faith in our parents. I really put a lot of faith in my dad. I used to think that my dad could do everything. I... I, would have something go wrong in my car and I'd know that my dad could fix it. Something would go wrong in my life and I'd be on the phone to my dad or I'd go into his office and I'd talk to him. And dad seemed to be able to fix everything. My faith in my dad was huge. But the truth is, my dad's human and he's going to fail. And he did fail. Fail me at times in the way that I thought he can't do it. He can't fix it. But our God never fails. Our faith in God never is destroyed. It never goes away if we actually step out and understand that he is real and that he's always there for us. I remember saying to my mum at the age of six in the car going to church one morning, hey mum, I don't think Jesus is real. And mum just turned to me and said, of course he's real. He is real, Ruth. And I looked at her and I thought, well, that's weird. I can't see him. And then she said, well, you may not see him, Ruth, but he is real. See, she was teaching me what it was to have faith in something I can't see, having faith that he is real, that he is there. And so then I just turned and I went, oh, okay then. That, that lesson in having faith in something you can't see was so real and so rewarding and, and it made me understand in a greater way. See, the value of faith means faith is what bridges the gap between evidence and belief for many people. In Hebrews chapter 11, the famous faith chapter, it says in verse 1 and 2 in the Passion Bible, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. In years to come, I want the generations to look back on this generation and say this generation were a generation of faith, a generation that stood out, the generation that stepped out of their comfort zone and said, even though I can't see it, I'm going to be obedient to the voice of God and go and do what he's asking me to do. If we go on and look in that chapter, we see that Noah built the ark by faith. There was no rain. They'd never seen rain. Sarah had a child by faith. She, she was told by God that she was going to have a child. She was at an age that it was an impossibility. It was by faith. 
You know, the Israelites walked through the Red Sea by faith. We often have to step out of our comfort zone, step out of what we see and go, okay, I'm going to have faith that God is with me. I'm going to have faith that he's leading and guiding me. In verse 8 to 10, in that same chapter, it says, Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was designed to inherit from God. So he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going. Abraham stepped out in faith. He lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. He journeyed through the land living in tents with Isaac and Jacob who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs of the same promise. His eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations whose architect and builder is God himself. If we're going to pass our faith down to the next generation, then we've got to know how to be obedient to the voice of God. We've got to know that when God says go, we go, even if we can't see what's before us. You know, Abraham had obedience. He immediately did what God asked. He also held on to the promise. How many promises have you had that aren't fulfilled yet? Have you got the faith to believe that God can do it? If he promised it, can't he do it? Really, can he not do it? See, Abraham knew that if God said it, he may not see the promise yet, but he was going to be faithful anyway and have faith. He also stepped out in faith. Too often we're in our comfort zones. Too often we want to see it before we're going to believe it. That's the saying, isn't it? But the truth is, We can't always see it. When God says, go, we have to go. When God asks us to step out, we need to step out and take that faith step and understand. Sometimes we're in the the time where God says, I want you to give this money and we don't give it because we're scared. We can't see where it's going to come from, but he's asking us to take a step of faith. I want my children and my grandchildren, I want the next generation to know that I was a woman of faith and that they too can be people of faith. Faith to step out. He saw with spiritual eyes. Stop looking through your natural eyes. Sure, you haven't seen the answer to prayer yet. Sure, you haven't seen the things take place yet. But start seeing with your spiritual eyes. What are you seeing? What's God showing you? What are you holding on to? What are you doing by stepping out in faith? See, our children, they copy what we do. If we're going to be people of faith and teach the generations under us what Hebrews chapter 11 has shown us, we need to go out of our human mind that says we have to see it to believe it and trust God and understand that he's got it. Just because Jesus doesn't answer our prayer in the way that we want or we don't see it immediately doesn't mean he isn't there. To build our faith, we need to value prayer. And that's my next thing. I value prayer. Prayer is my everything. You know, we often try to do things in our own strength, but how much more sensible is it if we get into prayer If we do not value prayer and coming into God's presence, do you think our children or the people around us will? 
Do you value prayer? How come, this is just a little sneaky question, how come a prayer meeting is the least attended meeting? I don't get it. Aren't we meant to value prayer? Isn't prayer what changes things? You know, if you're struggling to pray, why don't you go and have a look at the Lord's Prayer and use that as a guide? It's amazing in the way that we can. I just want to share a little story. Our daughter, Brittany, um, we would always go in and pray with our children before they went to sleep and then we'd get them to pray because we wanted to teach them from a very early age the value of prayer. And at the age of 13, I went in and I was going to pray with her and she was crying. And I said, Britt, why are you crying? And she said, God told me that I was going to go to India while I was 13. And I was going to India in about six weeks' time. And she said, I've been praying and praying, Mum, that God would enable me to be able to go to India. Now, this was the first I'd heard of it. Now, Wayne and I could have gone, you know what? We can pay for her to go to India. We'll take her with us. But I felt a stop in my spirit. And I turned to Brett and I said, hey, Brett, if you really believe that God wants you to go, then I want you to pray by faith that he's going to provide that for you. I walked away and I prayed as well and Wayne prayed and we still both felt very strongly not to give her the money to go. Anyway, it was growing closer and closer to the time of where the visa cutoff was and a whole lot of things. And we got a phone call from someone in the UK. This person said to us, hey, I really have a sense in my spirit that someone needs to go to India and from your church. And I don't know who it is, but God told me to give them the money. Well, being parents that we are, there was another girl who wanted to go to India. So we said her name. And the guy said to us, no, it's not her. It just isn't her. So then Wayne said, well, actually, it's, there is Brittany. And he immediately said, it's her. It's Brittany. I want to transfer all the money she needs to be able to go to India. Well, we waited on it for a couple of days and then Britt came to Wayne and started to cry and said, Dad, I've been believing and believing and stepping out in faith and praying that God would provide the money for India and it hasn't come. And tomorrow's the last day. And Wayne turned to her and he said, Britt, God's provided. You're going to India. You know what that did for my daughter's faith? The understanding of how to pray into a situation was incredible. See, we have to teach the next generation what it is to step out in faith and pray. We may not see the answer immediately. They might even not see the answer. We have to teach them how to walk those disappointments as well. But the truth is, prayer is so important. It is a value that we need to instill into the next generation, for the next generation, for the next generation. It is a, um, a value that we cannot ignore or just look away. See, in Matthew 7, 7 to 9, it says, Ask and the gift is yours. Seek and you'll discover. Knock and the door will be open for you. For every persistent one will get what he asks for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he longs for. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. If you're struggling that God doesn't answer prayers, keep on knocking. You know what? The time that we come into prayer isn't about pleading to God. God is 
is the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. He knows everything. So start declaring. Start declaring what God is um, giving to you. If you're not seeing it, then declare it. God, I declare healing into that person's life right now. God, I declare, you said you are Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I declare the finances right now that I need. God, I declare that job. I declare that you have said it and I believe it. I'm stepping out in faith. I may not see it in the natural, but I see it in the spiritual. And God, I know you've got this. In our prayer takes us to another level. It takes us out of feeling depressed. It takes us out of not knowing whether or not it's going to come to pass. Our faith and prayer go hand in hand. We have to teach that to the next generation. Because if we don't, then how are they going to know how to stand up? How to stand up and be strong? How to stand up and go forward? It's our responsibility. But you can only hand down a value if you really value it. If you're struggling in this area, then come on, start to value what you have. Start to value your prayer. The third one is valuing the word of God. In Psalm 1, verse 1 to 2, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. Joshua 1, 7 to 9, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions and continually meditate on on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes to see the miracle wonders hidden in your word. It is in the word of God that change comes. It is in the word of God that things are turned around in our thinking. It is in the word of God that enables us to go forward. If we don't value the word of God, if we don't value what's in here, then how are we ever going to teach the next generation what God can do and how he can do it? It's up to us. What do you want for the next generation and the generations to come? You know, when we look in that book of Hebrews, we see the miraculous things that took place. But every one of those people that those miracles took place for had to step out in faith and believe and understand what the word was saying. They meditated on it. They understood it and they believed. If you're struggling to believe in God, if you're struggling to believe that he is real, if you're struggling to believe that he can answer your prayers, then I'm asking you, just like my mother said to me that day, hey Ruth, of course he's real. Just believe it. It's time to step out in faith. It's time to press into prayer. It's time to read the word like you've never read before. And when you do, read the word 
with eyes that are open. Pray the prayer, God, open my eyes to what you want me to see today. Let me see revelation from your word. But you're not going to know that revelation if you don't value the word. You're not going to know that he's there for you. You're not going to know that he'll lead and guide you and take you every step of the way. You're not going to know that unless you get into that. The scripture says, this will set you free. The scripture says, this will change your thinking. So this is why we need to be in here and reading it. You know I love soap for those who know me. And what soap is, scripture, observation, application and prayer. It's a devotional style. The reason I love it so much is that I receive so much revelation and so I'm a big advocate. I'm always teaching people how to use this tool so that they can receive from the Word of God the jewels that come out of it, the understanding. It's in the Word that I understand that God is my provider. It's in the Word that I understand that I don't have to have fear. It's in the Word that I understand that my my path is um, directed by Him because the The direction of a good man is ordered by the Lord. It's in that. And it's by understanding when we get into it and delve in. So the question I ask you today, what values do you want to pass down to the next generation? What do you want to give them? Do you want to give them uncertainty, unbelief? Or do you want to teach your children so they can teach their children that there's a God in heaven that's so real, that there is a saviour that loves them, that there is someone there no matter what. And even if it doesn't go our way, even if it doesn't work out the way we want it to, even if our life feels like it's not working out the way it should, we still have a faith and a trust. We still press in with prayer and we still step out and understand that God's there and we look into the word and know that the word says he will never leave me and he'll never forsake me. Come on. It's time to give him everything because I want my children, praise God, my children love Jesus. But now my little grandbabies, I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them to pray when I have them. I'm teaching them to love Jesus. I'm teaching them to understand what it is to have a faith in a God they cannot see by their natural eyes. So let's start to understand that it's our responsibility. So this isn't just about mums handing down values. This is dads. This is people. What do you want to hand down to the next generation? Unbelief or a belief in God that he will never change. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Come on, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just come to you right now. And I thank you for every mother that has poured into their children. And I thank you for them on this special day. And I pray that you will pour out an unbelievable blessing on each and every one of them. But Lord, I don't just pray for the mums. I pray for every single one of us that, Lord, we will be determined to pass down from this generation to the next to the next a faith in you and a love for you and to teach them how to pray and how to be in your word. 
And Lord, I pray for people that may be struggling this morning, that can't really press in, that in this time they will stop and begin to understand that you're there with them, that you're changing. I break the chains that hold people back right now. I break the power of darkness that tries to stop people from going further in you. I come against that feeling that you've left their room. And I pray right now that, Holy Spirit, you will be so evident in every household and that there will be a desire rising up to see an army of the next generation determined to go on for you. So in turn, they send it to the next generation and the next. Because Lord, I thank you for those men and those women in Hebrews chapter 11 that were so determined to continue to pass down to the next generation a faith in you. Bless them, I pray in your name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a great day. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.